This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey! It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody. I was this close. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone. That's Kevin. Hey y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are calling an audible today. We had a guest lined up, uh, had to reschedule it. So I'm hopeful for the future here. But we still have a lot to talk about despite that. And the first thing I want to do, though, is, is let's check in on some kin token action. We haven't t- checked in in a while here. Uh, December 2016. So we're coming up on almost five years now. Wow. What are we going to do for the five-year anniversary? Maybe we cash out? <laughs> oh, that would party. be... Oh, buy, a couple, be... buy a couple personal pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just one. Yeah. Uh, but five years, December 2016, Kevin invests roughly $300 in Kid and Token. I think it was like 343 or something like that. It was all the way down to $1.29 or something. Had popped back up to $20. Where do we sit now, Kevin? Uh, we're sitting at $34.39. Okay. So Not I great. think um, if we get to $200, we have to cash out and go to P.F. Chang's. Oh, that would be good. Well, maybe like $220 because there's taxes. Yeah, it's, uh, I'd have to buy some, uh, some Ethereum to cash out, and that's expensive right now. So I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the number would have to be. But uh, I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> Obviously, five years. <laughs> um, the second thing that I, we have not really touched on too much, but I did want to bring this back up. Uh, we do have a chicken wing challenge that we need to figure out. There was a lot of talk about making this like a big event. We were talking about flying to Vegas and stuff like that. Obviously, you know, Delta variant, Lambda variant, whatever kind of var- mu variants out there now. Be careful, people, with with coronavirus. So I don't know, uh, you know, what we're gonna do if flying is still on the table and whatnot. But uh, I'm I'm still thinking about the chicken wing cat challenge. Uh, Kevin, are you still up to attempt the 42 chicken wings? Absolutely. Okay. I think we all need to attempt it. Oh, yeah. we're all attempting it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That would uh, yeah, that would add some flavor to it. So, uh, can you beat Kevin? And yeah, so we'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to think about that more and see what we can do. And if any challengers want to come in and um, take on Kevin and us, we'll, uh, we'll let you know. We'll let you know what's going to happen. We need to fly to like, um, I don't know, where's, where's Matt Doherty living these days? Los Angeles. Well, we're going to LA and we're going to just tell, uh, tell Matt we need uh, two hours of your time. We're going to do a chicken wing challenge. I hope, hopefully he's not a vegetarian (laughs) hopefully not um i did try to get uh evan's dad eddie mcclintock 
to like do it but he's like pretty famous actually he's like got people and stuff like that so he's got a lot of twitter followers but if you're still out there uh and i hope i said his name right i hope it's eddie it's something mcclintock it's eddie mcclintock uh you might know him for uh the sweetest thing that came out in 2002 he played michael um and uh, we'll we'll give him. Uh, he was in Bones for a while, so good for him. <laughs> yeah, I did. He, see he's it. been a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a good resume there. So we'll he see. He can afford forty two chicken wings. We'll put it that way. <laughs> we'll see if we can, uh, you know, get him involved somehow. Uh, I I think he's on cameo. His cameo is kind of expensive though. But hey, we have we have producer money now, so we'll see if that is uh, money well spent. But Let's move on. Let's move on to the topic at hand here. Uh, this one was in the news. Again, Us Weekly talked to Marguerite Moreau, who played Connie Moreau in Mighty Ducks. So we talked about this before. Uh, she talked about, you know, Joshua Jackson saying he was excited to be in Game Changers season two-ish. There was some ambigu- ambiguity there. But go back and listen to our other episodes. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes to, to hear our discussion on that. But um, they, they published another part of this interview, Us Weekly or usmagazine.com. I don't know which one they prefer. But uh, Marguerite talks about dating and uh, talks specifically about Eldon Henson, who played Fulton Reed. And for those that don't know, Eldon Henson is... Guy Germain, Garrett Henson's brother. So the two characters were not brothers, but the actors were brothers. And she says, I was so sweet on Fulton. We kind of dated while filming the first movie. Um, I can't delve on anyone else because I'm just me, but I definitely was, you know, sweet on the boys and boy crazy. So this throws a lot of wrenches into both. I feel like the set and the... I guess, character dynamic between Guy, Fulton. There was some talk that Guy was maybe Fulton's half-brother, and we didn't, we don't know this thing. So, first of all, do we think it caused any issues on set between Eldon Henson, Garrett Henson, and, you know, Marguerite Moreau? I think there's probably a good amount of teasing that might have gone on, um, being at that age. Um especially like because uh, one of the big parts of like the first movie is like they don't kiss right and so it's not like hey i'm kissing your girlfriend guy you know whatever like i'm the good brother um but i can imagine there being some teasing going on um just because you know that's just good clean fun right there yeah they do make out at the end uh they have a pretty intense makeout session for like a 12 year old when they're all celebrating there but um kevin you're on set What's your what's your play here? What's my play here? Yeah, I mean, if you're if on I'm set, hit. like, are you are you making fun of Eldon? Um, are you making fun of Garrett? Who's who's the loser in this situation? I guess Guy would be, um, or Garrett, I guess, um, because he, you know, not only is he always kind of losing out in the actual filming, um, you know, on the sidelines, he's not even you know, in, in the thick of it. So, um, yeah, I think, and I think it's definitely would be quite a, quite a bit of teasing going on just because of the age and, you know, that general time of life. Um, so 
I bet it was a lot of fun. So you not did for, rem- not for D though. It wasn't fun <laughs> for him. Yeah. So you did remind me of something I did want to bring up. So the the debate about you know the best in the trilogy has raged on and one of the quackalites hannah she wrote like a whole dissertation on d3 why it was the best uh basic theme was you know it's about change and it's about change in teenagers life and how it's inevitable and dealing with change so uh, there were some good points in there but the one interesting thing that she brought up and she sort of uh just brought this up pretty casually that Guy and Connie were actually broken up in D3, which is an interesting um, sort of side note because they have a couple scenes together and, you know, Connie is like, hey, you look, and then he's like, oh, incredibly handsome. And she goes, incredibly stupid or whatever. So I don't know. I don't know if that is, uh, I have to go back and review the film, but it could add a whole nother layer to this aspect here with, Gee and Fulton and Connie going at it. So I think they were still together. I think because uh, yeah, the line is like, you know, it looks so, and he's like ruggedly handsome, and she says like amazingly stupid. But I, I think it's just like, you know, couples fight. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, Tommy's wife tells him that all the time. <laughs> that I'm ruggedly handsome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I, I'd like to get the quack lights to weigh in there. Like I said, I'm going to have to, you know, review this a little harder, but I never considered that really until Hannah brought it up. But do we think there's any relationship between Gee and Fulton, the character? Do we think that they are like related? Yeah, in some way. Half brother, cousin. I, I'm going to say no, because like we don't get any sort of acknowledgement on that like not even a hint of anything you know yeah i I think um we would kind of have to to look through we'd we'd really be going through the weeds which we never do you know we never (laughs) have speculative fiction in this show but it would have to be something like um like gee's dad or something like that is like actually like they were half brothers like or something like that and maybe they don't realize it because gee's dad like was uh, fooling around or something um because they're the same age right right yeah i mean they'd have to be within, get a, like a, that birth a year or so yeah maybe they're twins and like fulton was the evil one and so they sent him away he's, he's the the good son maybe or the bad son <laughs> like Ful- they sent fulton away because like he came out like and he was just like oh, i don't want a kid that only plays football Mm-hmm. and so they sent him away to uh to live in the alley so maybe that's <laughs> what they did like separated at birth interesting yeah i mean we don't know really anything about fulton's parent he seems to be a street kid so it's possible i guess i don't know yeah as kevin said we don't really have any evidence here but do we have any evidence that Connie and Fulton had anything going on here? No, but I can imagine Fulton, everyone, like a lot of the girls kind of being like, what's his story? You know, he's so mysterious. Um, and that like Fulton would, would definitely play into that, you know, in his later years. Um, and so I can imagine Connie or other, other girls uh, having crushes on him and not really talking about it though. Yeah. You'd figure Connie had a crush on Fulton just based on um, this new evidence that came up. 
considering, you know, it is a documentary. So I don't know if that splits up Connie and Guy. So obviously we see, we, if you go to Game Changers now, you jump, Connie and Guy go the distance. They have kids. So they make it. But do we think they stay together from when they were 12 years old all the way throughout? Or are there some like bumps in the road where they, you know, break up for a while, start dating other people, that kind of deal? I, I think it, it was more of a like a breakup and then a reconnection later. Um, maybe like after um, he's a lawyer. Yes. Well, he, yeah, he is his dad. dad. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Connie is a Minnesota state senator. So maybe after, I don't know, undergrad or postgrad, if one of them got a postgrad degree, maybe like they reconnected at like some networking event or something and it kind of snowballed from there. Oh, but interesting. I, I definitely think there was a gap. Yeah. So are we thinking they broke up high school or, uh, you know, for just a couple of years in college? Like how, how deep are we going between, you know, when they broke up, when they got back together and all that? So I think they um, they were still dating when they went to college, but they went to different colleges and they mm-hmm. tried to do that. And then by the end of freshman year, they they're broken up. And like then a, it's like a, a American Pie, American Pie two. Yeah, classic story. Uh, and then go bucks a pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, they and then they do reconnect. I don't know if they reconnect like after college or like maybe during senior year, or it's like. Connie ends up doing grad school like back in Minneapolis or something and so she grabs a drink with Key and they they reunite or something like that because yeah. I can see Connie getting a, a graduate degree since she is a uh, um, she has a political aspirations yeah so I do think we're on the right track here so Connie and Guy are pretty much you know tied together even in a high school you would figure they're they're tied together whether they like it or not at this point they go to different colleges new people don't know their history they sort of uh, branch out of what they're they were sort of pigeonholed into and then we come back shortly after college or connie's getting a, a master's degree in, in law or public policy or something and then they come back together is there any point in time where connie and fulton get together then Maybe one of the summers back home, Fulton, yeah. uh, maybe he's working construction and she sees him and they uh, have a couple dates or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it definitely happens at some point. Um, and I, I think maybe that leads to a little bit of that, maybe some animosity for a while. Um, and then just it just takes time for it to kind of resolve. I could also see a scenario where Fulton, since we've always kind of said he's captain material he's loyal or even if connie showed interest and if he had interest he wouldn't Mm. like even though like he's totally out of the picture at that time or something like that i could see fulton being like loyal like to a fault really um and uh in kind of staying away um so yeah and then i could also see fulton being a bit of a player at the same time so (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he does seem pretty invested in the Ducks, even, you know, 20 years later, he was like all pumped up for the Ducks gala. So it certainly seems like at at some point, Fulton and Connie, 
I don't know if they give it like a, a real shot, but they, you know, are hanging out with one another. Um, yeah. How long does that take? Do we think for, you know, Guy to get over, does, does Connie bring it up? I guess, does Guy ever figure this out? Uh, does he learn of this? Does Connie bring it up at like early on or does he, she wait until, you know, they're together and married and bring it up later? I, I think he knows. Um, I think uh, one thing about Guy and the, uh, the game changers, he looks very like level-headed. He kind of knows like his role and everything and he's cool with it. And also like Guy, when he was broken up with Connie, I'm sure he also like dated around. It wasn't like a true American pie where he was just obsessed with Connie the whole time. I don't think. Um, yeah. Like he, he went and hooked up with like Julie, the cat. Or something. Oh no, no, actually <laughs> to get back at Fulton, he hooked up with Portman. Oh, that would be a twist. Now we're getting into some, uh, there's some fan fiction out there that gets uh, dangerously close to what we're talking about right now. So uh, you can look it up. Just search, just search it online. I don't want to, I don't want to direct you to any of You're not uh, going to link it in the show notes? <laughs> I'm, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Nah, just tell people what they can search for. Yeah, just Google, Google Mighty Ducks fan fiction and whatever um, suffixes you're into onto the end of that. Uh, anyway, let's move on here. So Connie and Guy, we Connie dates Fulton. Guy dates around. Do we think Julie is in the picture here or no? Like seriously with Guy? Julie, no. I think again, Julie is. She would never date a teammate. I don't think. Yeah, that's a great maybe, point. Maybe maybe he shoots a shot and then gets that now. Yeah, it might be like a one-time deal, but it's not like a serious dating thing. You figure Julie on the path to, you know, superstardom as Team USA's goalie. So she's probably traveling around. She's dating Scooter. Like, Scooter graduates, but they're, like, still – they're, like, dating or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, she's going for the older older guys there. So, yeah, so then they come back. They get together. There's some baggage to work out, but we figure they eventually work it out. Um, And then they come back, get together. Is there anything – we missed and and sort of filling in the gaps here. And I'm interested to see if we get into any of this later on in uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers, if any of the, the backstory comes up here. So what you could say is like a Julie or a, a Connie and Guy's wedding. Obviously Fulton will be invited. I think all the ducks are invited. Um, but you also see um, Guy's dad is there and they've, but, and then Guy, and then Guy's dad is like, holy shit. That's the other son, Fulton, that I never told anyone about. And so maybe you've got some, uh, that's when it came out, or, or maybe uh, Guy's dad went back into hiding or something like that. Because I, I do think we could probably explore some some more uh, Guy-Fulton relations. Um, and whether it's, hey, yeah, they just have the same dad, and you know, maybe they, they, they don't know it, obviously, or they uh, separated at birth. And I like the separated at birth uh, angle. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I was too focused on the Connie Gee Fulton triangle. I forgot that they were separated at birth and, and Fulton went to live in an alley. So yeah, that wedding becomes interesting because the dad obviously sees Fulton. Does he tell Gee slash Connie at any point about this relationship? Uh, that Or does he even tell Fulton that he's the dad? A lot of questions for Gee's dad here. Yeah, I feel like that'd be tough to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, 
I'm your father, <laughs> you know, <laughs> after leaving you in an alley. Is that what we're going with? Yeah, um, they were, they're twins and they, yeah. Fulton was like, he looked like an evil kid. And so they uh, abandoned him. I, th- I think he might uh, open himself up to some uh, criminal liability there if that's the case. That's true. It would have to be Fulton. It'd have to be some sort of like 23andMe situation. Yeah, Fulton, Fulton does it. And then like Guy do- like gets it for like the whole family for Christmas. Oh, it'll be fun to find out like, oh, are we Irish or are we whatever? You know, I guess French Canadian. Yeah. Um, and then the dad is reluctant and they kind of have to pressure him into doing it. Um, and then they have a talk and, and Fulton's like, there's a whole backstory of Fulton being raised by like dogs and like being able to bark with them and speak to them. Oh, wow. That's a good uh, skill. He's like, he's kind of like an Aquaman for dogs. Where and that's have... why he didn't learn how to skate because dogs don't skate. <laughs> Makes sense. We're, we're on top of it now. Okay. So 23andMe, Fulton learns that Guy is his at least half-brother. Maybe full brother. Um, We're gonna say full, full on brother. Same, okay. same parents, same mom, same dad, and uh, maybe mom. Like, uh, I don't know. We could, we could get really dark here. Um, we won't do that. Um, <laughs> let's just say mom's no longer in the picture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know they come from like a rough neighborhood. Even Key comes from a rough neighborhood at the beginning of uh, D one there. So, so yeah. So Fulton's dad explains this to Fulton that he was basically an evil child what is Fulton's reaction does he does he want to have a relationship with he slash his dad or does he you know just shun him or is he out for revenge what is the what if you're Fulton how do you play this Kevin I mean I I don't think there could ever be any sort of reconciliation there that's a pretty big uh (laughs) pretty big uh, betrayal if you will um i do think it changes uh Guy and his father's relationship though interesting in what way like does Guy mad at his father yeah i mean he's he would have to be like yeah that's pretty fucked up <laughs> yeah. he's not like oh my god you chose me i'm so grateful i'm <laughs> yeah. your favorite that's a good point that's a good point he, Guy's an adult now like maybe if he was still 12 or something there'd be a different relationship but yeah you'd have well, to be it, it explains why they name when their kids off of bombay and not after like the dad like bombay was like the best dad he had maybe oh so maybe maybe true. his dad is just an overall piece of shit that's and i true. guess forcing one of your kids to go live in an alley it's probably an indicator of that as well yeah that is uh some excellent points there just a real um Rex to riches story, I guess, for Fulton. Just an incredible story to survive as a baby with dogs and um, <laughs> grow up on the streets and then uh, be able to talk to dogs, become a football star, become a hockey star, and then uh, goes into construction. Fine profession. Nothing wrong with that. So just a real American success story for Fulton. Does it get weird that Connie dated Guy's brother at any point uh i guess this is after the wedding that they learn does that throw any sort of wrench into this marriage i i mean i operate under the assumption that the, it was known before the wedding um that it was known that fulton was his brother oh no no not that 
oh, so like did know that they had hooked up. Right, right, but hooking up with the friend versus the and we don't really know that Gee and Fulton were that great of friends. It's not like there's in a lot of scenes, um, you know, hanging out with each other. But yeah, does it change anything that like it's now his brother that Connie dated for a while while they were on a break? Um, makes things a little awkward at first but i think by the time game changers rolls around like they're all fine okay i can accept that yeah like i don't think as we as the evidence indicates they're still together they're pretty happy at least at least in public who knows you know what their home life is like but you would figure that out maybe maybe game changers there's like a a subplot of connie and gee going through some issues and and he's got to talk to uh, Bombay about it or something like that. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to Game Changers really getting into this whole, um, <laughs> as, as I think Air Lemaire said on Twitter, Jerry Springer situation. So, and it only gets better with, with the deadbeat uh, dad of Guy and Fulton. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he shows back up. Who knows? Who knows what he's doing nowadays? But I'm excited to see him season two, season three. Might so have to real wait quick. Till season four. Season two, season three, season four, whenever it happens, who would play Guy and Fulton's dad? Mm. It's got to be like in his 60s, I guess. He's got to be relatively good looking, but not like amazingly good looking, I would say. So in his 60s, um, my first thought was like a Martin Sheen, but he's just for, you know, no, that's too obviously Bombay's dad. It's gonna be <laughs> real weird. Um, who's in his sixties? How old is Vin Diesel? Well, can we throw him in? I'm I'm all in for that. That'd be great. Vin Diesel as Gee, and uh, I think he's in his fifties. Okay. Um. I don't want to go like a Tom Cruise here. Like I said, that's a little too much for, you I, know. I was, I was going to say for comedy purposes, Richard Kind, just because that'd be funny, but. <laughs> um, I mean, we can, um, we can leave it up. We can we, leave we, it open. We can put out a, a call to, yeah. the, to the quack lights what they think. Yeah. We can definitely. Got a, have you guys seen Shameless? Yeah. Oh, yeah. William H. Macy would be really good. Uh, he's a little too old, and I don't think he's good looking enough. Old, but the um, Fiona's like older boyfriend boss in like uh, a couple oh, of yeah, seasons. Yeah. He'd be good because he, he's like a good looking older man. He might be too young though. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe Guy's dad had these children young, but. We can leave it up to the Quackalites and see, you know, what they think about it. But as they continue to look, anything else we need to um, we need to address here with this whole situation. Um, all right, hold on. I'm, I'm finding out the uh, the actor here, Dermot Mulroney. And he is 57, so it could have been like a had a young kid or something or had yeah. a kid when you were 18 or 19 it does happen uh 
All right. I I like it. Let's do it. Dermot Mulroney for now. Tentative. Tentative. All right. We got some time. We got some time to figure it out. I like I said, I don't think they're gonna get to it in season two. Maybe season three. Possibly might have to wait till season four. All right, so Eldon Henson, the actor, is 44, so he'd have to be 13. So um, <laughs> we're going to have to brainstorm this a little bit. Yeah, maybe not. Um, let's move on here. Let's go um, to the quick question. You asked those questions on Twitter, on Facebook, through the Discord. We picked the best ones. Try to answer them. Uh, we, Like I said, we were supposed to have a guest, so we are not prepared. Yeah, I'm woefully unprepared for this. I'm looking Just for like every other week. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for one. This one we might have to um, expand on later, but it's a good one from Bberg19 on the Discord. He think he says, thinking about the connections between heavyweights and the Ducks documentaries. Camp counselor Lars has billed us from far away. If he was from Iceland, had had chosen hockey over camp counseling, would he have put Iceland over the top in D two? similarly wondering how the ducks have done with that how the ducks yeah how the ducks have done with the help of nurse julie could have happened if tibbles didn't callously dismiss her at the party at bombay's bachelor pad so um she was going under a different name then but i i do like the the original question lars he's from iceland if he doesn't go into camp counseling we're just we're just making that a, a fact now he's from iceland doesn't go into camp counseling becomes the wolf stanson what do his iceland teams do how do they perform wait we're assuming he becomes the coach yes because he's deported mm. back to iceland maybe <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i guess he could be an assistant he and wolf could work together he could be like a, a you know the the trainer or you I, know, the, the strength coach, the performance coach, if we want to do like, it that way. I feel like he doesn't make much of an impact because he's like too similar to Wolf. Um, like he's he's a uh, like a, an authoritarian, you know that kind of uh, coach. He, he's not like the yin to his yang. So like, I, I I don't know that it makes much of a difference. That's a good point. And all these players are not overweight. Like he's he doesn't yeah. have any hate for them um so yeah i think a lot of his uh tactics might not play as as uh well with you know a team that's already put together there i do sense there might be a little bit of um conflict between him and wolf so maybe that uh ends his stay early but yeah i don't think i I like it kevin i don't think there's too much of an impact i think he does a, a a average job a fine job you know training these kids but it's not like oh he really lifted their conditioning or their games or their uh skills any more so than you know another trainer they could have had but well we need to um so steve brill directed heavyweight so we do need to ask him that's like, about the lars connection um and obviously we've, we've talked about heavyweights plenty on this show and some of the connections there's a lot of the same actors as well obviously got a carp goldberg and um uh russ um so yeah i'd I'd say lars is definitely icelandic there you go interest i'm trying to think if there's any sort of scouting capability that he was doing when you know these kids all went to fat camp 
Was he trying to get like a, a leg up on the next season and whatnot? But a lot to be discussed here. I do like asking Brill that question. I think he would have a good answer for it. But for us, thequacktech.com, go there, contact us at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us what you think of this um, really just mess that Julie, or not Julie, Connie, Gee, Fulton, Gee's dad, Gee's and Fulton's absent mom have really gotten themselves into. Thank you our, to, to our producers. We got a new producer, New Rule. Thank you, New Rule. Thanks for the support. Uh, thanks to Elsie, who finally got her stickers after 10 months. I, I mailed them to Australia in November, and they just arrived. So congratulations to her. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Bark, bark. That's a hell of a long time for some stickers <laughs> to make in Australia. That's I, like, I, I think mail worked quicker like a hundred years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what that's happened. amazing. Yeah, I don't know what happened. She just sent us a tweet that said, I got them after 10 months. And I was like, wow. <laughs>